Hang on. Hang on. Right. This might be a podcast. Boy. This might be a podcast. It might be great. It might be guest. It might be a big, big mess. Podcast popping in your Welcome to this My PA Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I am here with Craig Parker to talk about the song I Blame You off of the guitar EP. Here we go. Ten miles from nowhere, there's a story that's true about a fine girl. Boy, just like you, they fell so deeply, but then fell apart. Now they say the same words of what used to be, what used to be. Craig, what's up? Not much. Ready for this? Talk about some giants, I guess. Talk about some giants. Craig with a C. Craig, the Craig and Greg show. So, (laughs) yeah, people always say I I get stuff in the mail that says Craig. Mm. It gets written on my Starbucks cup. It says Craig. So you get the opposite? I get the opposite. (laughs) You get the opposite every time, especially at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, so it's noisy in there. So I guess. <laughs> uh, a lot of times, a lot of times I just get tired of it until uh, uh, Starbucks. Uh, my name's like Boba Fett or something. Oh know, sure, so, you know that way I can make sure it gets spelled right. So. I mean, I shouldn't complain too much because because um, Kara gets Kara all the time. So it's not so much that they mishear it as a, another name. It's more that if they see it written. They pronounce it wrong because I think a lot of people yeah. might know a Kara but not a Kara. Um, but I mean, I say, hey, if you look at it phonetically, C A R, car, right? Well, what, right, whatever. Right. It's it's Italian, Cara mia, my dear. Yes, my dear. Um, yeah, I I even got the, some of the man some of the funniest stuff I got in the mail once. One that said. Let's see. I got a Greg, but spelled like Craig with a G. So G-R-A-I-G. The best one I got, though, was Greg, but switch out the the C. So it's C-R-E-G. Right. (laughs) Craig. Um, Craig. A weird thing that that happens to me, and it happens more than you realize, is I get the A and the I mixed up. So oh. the I becomes for the A, and it's like, how does that even make sense to you? How does that, you know, but... Cryag. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It's like people that will spell Brian like brain or the other way around. Right, right. <sighs> and I think, 
I think you and I were in uh, Spain at the same time this year. Oh, we were? Last yeah, summer? Uh, yeah. And uh, opposite ends, I was near Pol- Portugal, um, but uh, I think you were, were you in Barcelona? No, we were in Madrid. You're saying? Madrid. Oh, okay. I was in Madrid too. Oh, man. For quite a while. Should have hit me yeah. up. So Why were you there? The fo- Well, uh, I was there. Um, I was there to go to a village called Monsagro, right on the border of Portugal. And uh, out here, we're agriculturalists um, at about 4,200 feet, uh, sandy soil, dry climate. Out there, it's very similar. You said you're, you're where in Colorado? Northeastern Colorado. Northeastern Colorado, right. So, like I say, by Kansas and stuff like that. Don't think of the mountains or Denver or anything The like Great that. Plains. Yes, the Great Plains. Um, and up until recently, I was a teacher. And uh, I uh, went over there with a STEM experiment um, that with some kids I was working with. Disaster, because hmm? when I got there... There was a forest flat fire right next to the... Remember, it was hot and dry this summer? Oh, God, yeah. It was miserable hot. Uh, forest fire next to the village. Village gets evacuated. I get sent to Madrid. Uh, crying, cry me a river. I spent 10 <laughs> days in Madrid by myself, but, you know, but... What age um, uh, students? Junior high. Oh, wow. 12 through 14, yeah, so... Cool. So we did get a little bit done, but they were evacuated in... Uh-huh. Uh, San Isidro or some one of those villages. So and they left you to fend for yourself. They're like, you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll survive. No, yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun though. And then my wife and I went back in December. Uh, oh, I was like, I man. didn't get you any souvenirs. I'll just take you back to Spain. So <laughs> oh man, so you went to Spain twice in in one yeah. year. Wow. Yeah. Um, so. Who's been to Santiago, Chile twice in one year? Sorry, if you can if you <laughs> name that reference, I'll be very impressed. <laughs> Not me. Uh, something about Mary. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> They're all trying to woo Mary, and the one guy pretending like he's an architect. <laughs> built. I've seen that. I've seen know, built the. I've seen that movie once, and believe it or not, it was at a drive-in. So okay, yeah. Um, and that was when it came out. Yeah. So man, Spain. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Uh, crazy hot. Like we'd try to do everything like first thing. I mean, I every time I went skating, I went, like, before everyone else was up, I would wake up early and go at, like... And people don't wake up early in Spain, and I'm up at, like, 7. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm up at, like, 6.30 or 7. And yeah. I went to McDonald's an alarmingly uh, high am- a number of times because if I wanted a coffee in the morning before I caught my Uber to the skate park, that was the only thing that was open. No one else right. was awake then. <laughs> and it was yeah. nuts. Uh, yeah, but, like, uh, the dust, like, the dust, like, because there was air pollution warnings mm-hmm. yes. and it wasn't because of smog it was because of sahara sand dust being blown up into the peninsula there which is just nuts yeah and like the skate parks were all some of, some of them like the ultra smooth like what would normally be perfectly smooth skate parks were too they were slick because just this film of really sand yeah 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 it, and, it was nutty. Well, I was, I was mildly grateful. Uh, so I was on a second story or second level uh, uh, hostel with a fan about this big, you know. <laughs> so it's 120 in my room. So uh, so it forced me to go out. So it was kind of, yeah. in a way, it was like kind of a blessing. So I just wandered around Madrid for That's cool. a while. And, so, um, yeah. so you were there for agriculture, but do you speak Spanish? Uh, I not... 
not as well as I should. Let me put it that way. So uh, took it a lot in college and I, I could get around and I can understand it better than I can talk back. Same. <laughs> yeah. Hard same. Yeah. I mean, car is the way. Yeah. And I've always been, uh, I've always had you know, a fluent person with me every time we go to a Spanish country. Or, I mean, Car can speak Portuguese. She'll tell you she can't, but she can. She right. had to, to do Portuguese stuff for her master's, and, like, we've been to Brazil and all that. Um, that was a long time ago. She'll tell you she's not fluent. But um, so anytime we've gone to one of these countries, it's like I don't have to speak. She'll try and make me say stuff to them, and I will say stuff and right. all that. But this summer, uh, past summer, was a little different because she was. It was a working vacation for her, and she sure. was teaching like f- I don't know, like four hours, four days a week, maybe maybe more than four hours, but like short days, Monday through Thursday. So me and the girls would go out, and I would have to fend for myself out there. <laughs> food, I do fine with food. I do fine ordering food. Yeah. I know all of the things that I want and they want. I know what all the Spanish words are for to get something delicious. <laughs> And to be right. able to pay the bill and all that, uh, yeah. so we did fine. But that was it, that was really fun. But so you're not teaching anymore? I no, um, I uh, uh, yeah. So it's just the typical I'm done with teaching type thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know, hear that, uh, man. Just, just uh, you can only do so much of. There's there's great people that I highly admire and respect that can do detrimental things to kids and you just you're like i maybe if i step back it'll fix it you know that type of thing mm. so um so yeah mm. so yeah i'm wondering exactly what, what you mean by that well in, in colorado i mean maybe things yeah. are a little different do you get does colorado tend to go more i mean you're probably more blue than than well, uh, indiana of, would be concerned yeah, we consider ourselves purple. Yeah. Um, yeah. The hour I live, of course, it's it's going to be like Indiana. It's it's red, red, red out here. Yeah. Um, and I am not. So, yeah. Was that part so, of the Was that part of the issue? They treat y'all pretty shitty. I think there? it might have been. Yeah. I think it might have been. You know. So. And I hate to make it a political so, yeah. thing, but I I mean, this is the They Might yeah. Be Giants podcast. People that right. like They Might Be Giants tend to be more left leaning, or at least are. We'll tolerate that kind of stuff because, I mean, their social media feed is full of <laughs> leftist stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. But, like, it's just true. Like, the the right does not appreciate educators like they say they do. They, they want the results. They love data. They love testing. Um, right. But they also love uh, limiting teachers' abilities to uh, teach the best way they know how and they also like to uh pay us poorly to do it so right it's yeah fucked up. well and we're uh super rural out here so um i i taught at a country school that was k through 12 140 kids you know yeah, so mm-hmm. it, so you're dealing with the word tradition um and you're trying to you know and there's that balance of tradition and 2023 yeah you know, like, yep. you know, so, and, and, uh, so now, now I work in tractors, um, Ooh. and I'm, I'm a nerd behind the tractors. I do the, uh, I'm what they call a connected vehicle specialist. Ooh, um, wow. we deal with the computers behind the, you know, okay. tractors nowadays are giant robots that yeah. um, kind of run around themselves and just need a uh, kid to play on his phone while it, <laughs> to turn it around every now and then, you know. So yeah, I mean, I was at um, country school uh, the 
four years before this and have been at them previously. Mm. And yeah, pretty much every, uh, well, I was the only guy at both schools and all of the women there, um, say like 95% of them, their uh, husbands either worked for Purdue or were farmers or basically both, you know, agriculture through the university kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. And they they sound like, God, these massive, super expensive uh, self-driving cars. Yeah. Really like Google and Tesla and all them could learn some shit from these, uh, the farm equipment, right? The way it drives itself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's it's that, again, it's the paradigm out here where it's like, well, we're trying to keep our tradition. And it's like, well, you better get these robots to so you can compete, you know, like, yeah. so you better learn technology soon. Wow. So it's, we're getting it. Yeah. We're getting it going. So. You know, you shine up your antique tractor and keep it on display, you know, for looking at yeah. it. And then, uh, you know, get yourself some robots. Get yourself some yeah. robots. Right. Man, we should have had you on the tractor episode. I'll have to kick Noah Daniel off that one, and we'll do that song instead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I say, I it, it, it's like it, it's cool for a nerd to be like, I, I do real man's work. I work with tractors, and it's like, yeah, I just sneak around <laughs> with the computers a little bit, you know. You're, so. you're the IT guy. There's some farmers like, well, my my tractor's doing this. Did you try turning it off and on again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's ninety percent of it. Just like teachers, you know. Just like teachers, like, hey. Yeah. Did you try rebooting it? Yep. The IT, no. IT crowd. Should I? Do you ever watch the IT yeah. crowd, the BBC show? No. I, no, I, would, I, I would recommend that highly. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with tractors, but it has to do with <laughs> IT. I don't know. It's just funny. Um, yeah. So Craig here is a lovely Patreon supporter of the show. And uh, if any of y'all want to become one as well, it's patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Uh, I just sent out some new stickers uh did yours get to you yet i I didn't get them all out of one batch they did okay not the new ones not the new ones but um the the ones from the beginning and that that sweet cd um yeah purple toupee baby yes i got like 60 of them left so if anyone wants to get an actual cd copy they will not be repressed yeah, uh, if anyone wants physical it. media, yeah, you can get that off Bandcamp. Uh, this might be a podcast at Bandcamp, and that money is still going towards uh, Garrett's uh, medical bills. And he, I mean, he's in remission, but he still has to go through like a ton of tests and stuff. So yeah. he has made it out of the woods, but it, he's, I mean, I mean, that shit, you never know. And I mean, being oh, a, a cancer survivor at 13, he's, well, he's got to be 14 now. I should check 14. in with his mom. It's been a minute, but um, yeah, it's pretty pretty fucked up. And you know, his mom and just all the things mom. he's gonna have to, yeah, all the things he's gonna have to go through, just health insurance, uh, life insurance, everything, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and make the formal announcement for the next comp because by the time this episode comes out, I'm a little bit ahead of schedule. By the time this comes out, which be, I don't know, maybe a month. I'm going to go ahead and make this announcement and it'll, it'll kick me in the butt to actually, uh, you know, formally announce the next uh, charity compilation. Uh, I'm going to be doing a another giant tribute um, CD and download of Team BG covers with friends and, uh, you know, hopefully some famous type people again that I'm rounding up uh, have been actually for like nine months rounding up already. And this one is going to be... Uh, Towards, uh, you know, 
ending uh, school gun violence because that is something that, well, when, uh, man, when we were in Spain was when the Uvalde shooting happened. And that, I was like, for fuck's sake, like, what is wrong with people? Why can't we stop this? And that's what kind of sparked the whole thing. So I started talking to, like, friends in the covers crew and people that, that do a lot of stuff with the podcast um, and then I collaborate with. And so it'll probably be um, going towards the Sandy Hook promise. So that'll be solidified by the time uh, I make the big formal social media push or whatever for it and probably have some preview tracks out there and stuff. I've got, I think 10 tracks even already submitted and everything ready to be mastered. So it is well on its way. And I'm thinking July, probably it'll come out. So that'll be uh, the next big thing. Um, Cause yeah, Sandy hook promise has been doing some good stuff, like taking people like Alex Jones to task on, just i mean awesome announcement oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're you get to be uh the special guest awesome for the announcement. big announcement so and yeah you are uh that is something that is very close to my heart these these school shootings are just i've had it you know and uh, and this is coming from a pro amendment to person that kind of almost a former pro amendment to person i'm changing my shift on Mm -hmm. i used to be a god bless america we should own guns we should be able to own guns or the government and now it's like do we deserve it you know (laughs) right yeah if you can't play nice we're taking your toys away fucking yeah it's just it's just been so uh yeah and just making me angry and that was one of the things and it's I, i it sounds like i'm joking but um one of the reasons i took my wife to spain is i kind of want to live there you know and uh you know at least retire there you know and there aren't school shootings in most of europe you know (laughs) and stuff like that and uh and i was like you know how many school shootings do i have to go through before i can get the hell out of here you know like so yeah it's a yeah it's great charity yeah that's a you you hit me right on the heart when you said that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and yeah. So and then we got back from Spain. I was already talking to people about it. And then we got back from Spain and um, the school that I'm at this year. Um, I'm at a different school, and uh, we had a teacher in service day on one of the, like the e-learning days. You know, they make us still come and just sit through boring meetings. Well, this one we had to go to in um, February was not so much boring as it was terrifying. Um, they got the whole well, I guess they did it in two shifts. It's a big district, but all of the upper, uh, the junior high and high school educators into the auditorium uh, at the high school, and the police talked about all of the ways to like protect the children from right. gun owners. So, <laughs> like, I will, that, uh, how backwards is that? I'm probably going to make a lot of your listeners cringe here, but um, so as a teacher um, out where I was, so we're rural, we're desolate. So it's a 45 minute response time uh, for any authorities to get out there, you know. Um, What's the name of the town? So, well, uh, the the school I taught for, yeah. it'd be Lone Star, Colorado. Okay. I'm um, just looking this up. Yeah. Go ahead and look it up. Yeah. Continue. 
anyway, um, so I actually, um, we trained as, as teachers, we trained as security guards of some of us and were actually carried. Um, wow, man, that's something they kept talking about here. So did you carry? I did. I did. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, like it's a lot of people are like, ah, it's teachers carrying guns, but we did go through formal training, uh, security guard training, um, you know, target practice, uh, tar- tons of target practice. Um, yeah, there was wow. a, there's an empty school up in, uh, Lakewood or Denver, Colorado, um, where, uh, empty school that's abandoned where we would practice and, Jesus. you know, Man. yeah, cutting through hallways and stuff. So, um, wow. it's just a matter of like, uh, that 40, you know, the, the, the shooting is three minutes long, you know, and, and, uh, God forbid there's two shooters, you know, cause mm-hmm. then there's, you know, and you're running out in open fields and cornfields, literal cornfields. So, mm-hmm. so it was Man. just kind of give us a chance. So, wow. So, yeah, yeah that oh. is something like they've talked about it. You know, you hear that come up every once in a while, arm the teachers or whatever. And I'm like, you do not, I do. <laughs> that is not something I feel comfortable with. Right. Personally, as someone who grew up, nothing like I never even went hunting like when yeah. I was younger, like yeah. n- nothing like that. Suburban Chicago, like right. to me, gun owners, people had guns to kill each other. Like that's right. what, that's especially what in yeah. Chicago, like that's what the scary yeah. stories are. Is like, oh, don't go to this neighborhood or whatever. Right. You know, there's a lot of shootings there or whatever. Um, yeah. And now I, I know people that hunt and stuff like that. And I understand there are responsible gun owners and none of us are like, man, this has become real political. None of us are like right. zero guns for everybody. Like that's not what it is. That's, that's yeah. That's where I like, like uh, I grew up hunting and fishing you know, I'm a country kid, you know? So it's just, so I was always like, I'm keeping my guns. You know, I, I don't do anything wrong with them, you know? And then it's, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute, you know? So yeah. It can only happen so many times. And, I mean, we're, we're always talking about, like, AR-15s and whatever, but, like, oh, yeah. in Europe, like, I know in England, maybe a lot of Europe, they've outlawed uh, civilians can no longer buy handguns. Handguns. And I think only, uh, you know, like, police and military and stuff can have handguns, yeah. if, if I'm remembering correctly. I know England for sure. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're a hunter, you're not hunting with a handgun. Like if you're a yeah. sport, you know, hunting for sport. I mean, I guess it's one thing if it's like you go to the target range to like blow off a little steam or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe you could have a handgun, but it has to like stay at the target range. Right. right? It has to stay there locked up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting yeah. too far in a revolution with my guns. So it, with my 28 shotgun. <laughs> you know, so. so uh, <laughs> I'll lose pretty quickly. So, mm, boy. Um, so, what is this podcast about? I think it's about they might be giants. I yes, think they yes, might be giants. I, I think they would approve of um, a compilation of covers of their songs going towards such a cause. Absolutely. Um, and as they already know, they are aware of Purple Toupee. They, I don't know if they've listened to any of it, but their management 
is most definitely uh, has made them aware of it, and they got all their licensing and all that. They they're still getting their their piece of the pie. That's good. It, it, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I like paying them. It'd be nice if they'd be like, oh, we'll waive licensing fees, so you can give that to charity. But no, it's all right. We still made uh, six thousand bucks for um, Garrett between. Um, CDs and some T-shirts and stuff I was selling for my band, so we did all right. So hopefully uh, we can get around there for this next cause. Um, I mean, last summer we also raised some money for the um, it was the NAACP. It was the uh, the Legal Defense Fund through the NAACP. We did a little digital only comp, but that was kind of a smaller deal. So this one's going to be another big, big thing, physical media, you know cool artwork all that kind of stuff so uh look look forward to that i'll 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 make sure that sometime you know when this episode comes out it will be a big thing i even last summer formed uh this might be an llc we are official it's this might be an llc is is the name of it that is incredible yep got it on paper i even got uh my official stuff came with a pen that says it, which is pretty sweet, and this sick pen. This might be an LLC, so it's official. Um, yeah, and I've got a board, uh, Averin Keating and uh, Ben Bird and myself. Uh, they helped me to uh, make decisions, and my friend Jason Shimataki is uh, there for a lawyerly-type advice. Ben's also a lawyer, so we got people that will uh, help us keep it above board and accountable. And uh, my dad will probably help with accounting stuff. I always bug him about that anyway. Yeah. Um, cause I'm not good with, with numbers. It's nice to know lawyers, uh, like yeah. after nine 11, when there were no jobs, I had a bunch of friends that went to law school at that time. And it's like, I'm very grateful for it now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Cause Jason is, uh, he specializes in copyright law. So like when I started oh, the podcast, yeah, when I started the podcast, I'm like, if I make a logo that looks like the flood logo, like, is that going to get me in trouble? And like, you know, and we talked about it and stuff and he's like, well, technically they're lifting the, uh, stage hand union, uh, badge, you know? So like really, yeah. what are they going to say? So that, that was pretty much that, but, um, <laughs> really kind of the, the general kind of coverall, uh, answer for most of my stuff has been like, well, the management knows you. So if they're like, can you, not do that just right. say okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i usually get all that approved so that keeps us uh, pretty good but yeah so we're g- getting official and uh, that comp will be uh yeah i'm gonna say july i'm not gonna say an exact date yet but um right. so yeah team bg we uh you've not been on an episode before so you need to uh regale the folks after us talking a half hour <laughs> already yes. about your fandom story all right. Um, you've probably heard it before. So, no, uh, but uh, I'm from a, like I say, I'm from a rural northeastern Colorado town called Akron, uh, Colorado, uh, not Ohio. Um, so, uh, basically, my friend Mark uh, went to uh, visit his cool cousins in Lincoln, older cousins in Lincoln, um, Nebraska. So, and that's how you get your. You know, circa it was nineteen. I'm guessing it was 1991 because it had to be between 90 and 92. So uh, um, he comes back with a recorded tape, and it's it's flood. And we listen to it, and he's like, "This is what my cousins got me." And it's like, it's the only way we can get music. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it, we're I, we're fresh out of the 80s, so I just thought maybe they're just kind of quirky Elvis Costello 
stuff you know mm-hmm. um and but i liked it there was some <clears throat> catchy stuff you know particle man whatever um didn't think much of it and uh i and this is all how i remember so it may not all be true but <laughs> but i'm i'm watching uh tonight's show of some sort i think it was jay leno and this band comes on and does some sort of weird uh lion sleeps tonight thing and um understand i'm probably 13 12 13 years old so i don't understand the concept of house band so i think this is a huge band and it has a woman in it and horn section and guitars and all that stuff and and i think i had to wake up the next morning to even and look them up again in the tv guide to see who they they were and i was like i want to get that tape so um luckily i think on the tape they call it in parentheses, they lion sleeps tonight or something like that. The, the guitar, yeah. you know, and, yeah, the guitar parentheses lion sleeps tonight. Yeah. yeah, so I was able to find it, and I was like, "This is exciting!" And um, I was hooked. You know, that was it. Was um, I? I more lean punk rock. You know, the Clash, Dead Kennedys, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden, I'm hearing a language that I've. I'm hearing a language that I've never heard before and it's exactly what I wanted to hear, you know? Um, so here I am thinking it's this huge band, you know, this whole time and, and they might be giants. I, especially the nineties, you didn't really, there was no internet. You didn't know what they looked like or I didn't, you know, I, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know anything about these guys pretty soon. I connect that this is the same band that my friend had a recorded tape of, you know, that, that quirky one. So I said, let's listen to this again. And so he's my best friend growing up. So, you know, we start listening to him and I'm like, man, this is, this flood is really good. And then, you know, next thing you know, I have, I I said, I'm going to start from the beginning here, go get the self-titled, go get Lincoln, go get miscellaneous tea and, once you go pink, blue, and orange, you'll, you're hooked. <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll never. So that's basically, you know, how it all started, you know. And, um, you know, uh, we foot, football's big out here, of course. We're, we're country folk. And, sure. Uh, freshman year or sophomore year, I think, uh, John Henry comes out at the day of a football game. That's all we can think about. Uh, yeah, so... Um, then you're getting the EPs, which is what brings us here, I guess. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. I, I got back to school. I think back then you had a, was it a newsletter or a catalog or something? And I was like, I'll get this back to school. And you get it and it's like, oh, I already have. She was a hotel detective. And then you're like, oh, this is not the same one. So, so, and ended up with this EP that we're going to talk about today a little bit. So yeah, that's, cool. That's my fandom, I guess, is just same old, same old. You just kind of here and there. I guess Jay well, Leno. Hey, you said yeah. same old. You, you said same old. I'm like, oh, Tiny Tunes. And then you then you juked around there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, it was a while before I actually saw the Tiny Tunes stuff. Um, yeah. We didn't have much TV. Like, when I talk about music out here, we're talking about VH1 and contemporary country, you know. We didn't mm-hmm. have MTV, so it, we didn't have 
cool cartoons and stuff like that. we didn't watch much anyway but uh yeah what channel was it was that on fox i don't know i don't know it wasn't got, cable because we didn't have cable right <laughs> i think it was fox that had and we got fox really late in the game like simpsons were wow. a thing for quite a while before we even got fox so huh wow yeah that's man that's crazy yeah it's funny how that works back in the day that seems that's got to seem so foreign to anyone you know under 30 listening well, yeah. right now it's just like they've known things streaming their whole you know the whole lives they've been aware of of things you know youtube has been around at the very least yeah you know and they might be giants has just been a weird uh relationship with me because i i, I live in the country of course and and uh uh so it's most people everybody knew i listened to them and liked them but it's kind of like they're so funny do you like weird al it's like yeah, but they're it's different, you know, and right. you can't explain it. So sometimes you closet it a little bit. Like <laughs> I, I listen to them, but um, and then I hung are out you still for, mainly a punk rock guy? I think I am. Yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah. and it's still the same old stuff. It's still the Clash, the Dead Kennedys, Bad Religion. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the good stuff. And mm-hmm. well. Any, uh, I I lived in Denver where I went to college and stuff. I lived there for 15 years, and that was back when you saw three bands for twelve dollars and three nights a week, you know. And yeah, um, after a while, you realize they might be giants is way more punk than ninety percent of the punk bands out there. So <laughs> for real, yeah. I wonder if you're uh, aware of the the venue. The one time the Outdoor Valor played Denver, we played Seventh Circle. Are you aware of this venue? I am not. I mean, we're talking like dirt punk kind of. I mean, it was an established venue. Like, it had been around for years. I wonder if it's still around. Um, I wonder if we called it Seven South. Hmm. Seven Circle Music Collective. Yeah, one of Denver's best all-ages spaces. Dedicated to cultivating genre, boundary-free DIY music. Um, but yeah, su- super it? punk. They say genre free, but it's a it's an all ages place. There's a big like like uh, woolly mammoth skull graffiti behind the stage. Like, right. man, it was it was it was really cool. And um, I have some uh, relatives in Denver, and like when we play in this tour, we were pretty much going places where we knew people uh friends or relatives or whatever routing it out that way um yeah i think it was omaha to denver to salt lake like long drives right um, yeah yeah but space. yeah we played denver we saw a lot of friends i saw an aunt that i hadn't seen in like 15 years uh so i met Brittany from punk news r.i.p Brittany. um but it was it was a crazy show for us to play because it was like all like super punk bands and then us who are very loud, but we're just a duo at the time. We were just a duo right. with a backing track, so we were yeah. kind of in that they might be giant situation where like all the other bands have drummers, and we're like what's this? I'm sort of like Partridge Family bullshit. Like what's yeah. this? And we're like you know we're always having to tell the the PA you know the sound guys we're like. Make the backing track as loud as if some like young punk kid is just bashing the drums as loud as he can. Like yeah. that's the volume level, okay? We want people wearing earplugs. So, um, yeah, similar kind of situation. Denver but yeah, that, that was a, that was a cool place. Yeah, Denver did have a quite a nice punk scene there um, back in the day, you know. And, yeah. 
you know, Jellaby offers from uh, has roots in Boulder and and uh, the descendants have some roots there in uh, Fort Collins mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, yeah, the blasting it, Denver's a Denver's a lot different now than it was. It's a uh, very very expensive and mm. large and yeah, it's it's not. There's, there's nothing going. On. Yeah, it's very mm. bougie. So there, it's yeah. not not very exciting anymore. They've torn down all the all the good stuff and put up yoga shops and juice presses and stuff like that so sure and as a as a punk guy were you were you on board with amp giants like for life or did you ever have this is one of my questions for people our age usually where <laughs> did you ever like you know veer away from the amp giants for a time and come back or were you were you true blue the whole all, all the way up till current day i think i'm true blue um you know and Part of it, I think, I hear a lot of people our age uh, say, well, it was when they got that band in John Henry or whatever, you know. Um, the fact they weren't in a band was my surprise. So, like like I was telling you, they they had this house band and these horns and this woman was singing. And, <laughs> and, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and you know, and if you think of Apollo 18, it sounds like there's a band there. I didn't know any better. I just thought that was the band. And... Uh, um yeah and um gosh i've 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 blanked her name uh from the uh laura cantrell right mm-hmm. uh I, years yep. later when she's on gigant uh gigantic i'm like that's the girl you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i didn't realize it was two of them so i think when uh john henry came out i i knew before john henry came out that they were a duo but once it came out, I was like, "Cool, a band," you know. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm looking at the the Lena. It is Lena uh, Lena's Tonight Show that they were on. Okay. Um, this is a great video. I remember because I haven't done an episode on the guitar yet. It's been claimed for a while, but uh, has mm. not been done yet. But I remember uh, talking about this specifically a couple of times. Once when uh, Jonathan Fiber goes on, because this was the one television appearance that he made with the band uh, before okay. Brian Doherty took over. Uh, so that's Jonathan Feinberg there on the drums. and uh, But Tony Monet was already in the band, so it was a weird kind of in-between period. Okay. Um, yeah, before they locked into Tony Bryan for a few years, and then, I mean, Brian was in for a, a while. But Tony's wearing this crazy sweater with like these weird geometric patterns and he's just like smiling at flans as he's doing like dun, dun, like the little like <laughs> slap there like dun, dun. but yeah the horns and yeah the house band like this trumpet player just loving loving that intro the dun, dun. like that little trumpet thing at the beginning i didn't even think to like, look on youtube yeah. for this I, i'll have to find it because it's oh yeah it's been however many years that was mm-hmm. 30 years of just yeah that's that's how it started and luckily it was a yeah. catchy tune i didn't realize how dark of a song it was at the time but um you learn <laughs> yeah that'll be an exciting one to talk about they also did yeah. statue got me high in that episode i wonder if that was like uh, credits music or something like that okay um but yeah if you look up TMG, i probably went to sleep the guitar leno <laughs> yeah right <laughs> tmbg uh the guitar leno it's uh, okay it's, it's right there yeah um, okay. Great, yeah, great performance. Like them on the Tonight Show doing, doing Birdhouse a couple years before that too. Whew. Yeah. You ever see that performance? I haven't. I have not seen it. 
I, if you got the gigantic I, DVD, it's on the extras. Uh, but okay. it's on YouTube, too. I, with yeah, the Doc I, Severinsen band. Man. Okay. It's crazy. Because it's like this big band, like jazz band set up behind them. Like all the guys have the... I don't know. What do you describe those things? Where all the all the players have like their music stand hidden by a little like right. uh, decorative thing. Just a Glenn Miller type. Those? Yeah. Yeah. God, I know two guys that are in a swing band. I don't know what those are called. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll like kind of behind them. There's a drummer, which for some reason has a double kick drum, even though he's like this old jazzy drummer. But like Doc Severinsen, the band leader, was a trumpet player and he just fucking knocks the trumpet stuff in that song just out of the park that solo it's unbelievable you gotta watch it yeah um, yeah I mean, I've had, man i've had less time in my life to listen to uh music and uh you know uh but i i've enjoyed every i mean i they've got uh, 900 songs i i don't i i can't dig into each one but I, most everything i've listened to is really good you know I, i'm like a lot of people the else was a little okay you know but oh, i love the us <laughs> yeah and um i'm 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 working on it i i i yeah. like a few i like a few of them and um but yeah everything else just i you know the the one thing i have to say about them recently is um during the pandemic uh it, we had all that turmoil the blm and I'm not, around here was I'm not going to get the shot, you know, and just yeah. you should get the shot, you know, and stuff like that. It just pissed me off, you know, and uh, like like I was in and, and usually in times like that in turmoil, you get the good music, you know, and you're like, you're like, where is this good music? And uh, and uh, all of a sudden, this opus called book comes out, you know, this just this perfect post, you know, pandemic opus is all i can say just punch you in the face yeah yeah i just thought it was in, incredible and they were my heroes again you know like you, you mm. guys did it you know you know so yeah it's it's a great album and i think people who were down on it a little bit at first i think most of them have come around to it um i mean i think it's like that with any band where like a new album comes out and you're like excited for it to come out. You're like, Oh, I can't wait to hear it. And then you hear it and you're like, that's pretty good. But then like you spin it like 10 more times and you're like, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those. It, it is, I think one of their, uh, weirder albums in a while. Um, I think partially because of the pandemic restrictions with the Johns writing even more separately than before, Right. And or the way that they were sharing things being a little different, you know, getting some weird songs out of that. And then, you know, and then, I mean, Linnell uh, pop bangers like at, at levels that, you know, as high as he's ever been. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a good album. Uh, so are there um, episodes of the podcast where you're like, oh, I hadn't heard that song before? Uh not too much um and i'm not trying to sound like super fan but um i i do like to i i've been digging around the dial a song type stuff yeah. for a while and and okay enjoyed the wiki and stuff like that and i think with they might be giants so like um i'm a massive clash fan and there's not gonna be another clash song and if there is, we're going to dig it up and we're going to find three of them and we're going to be excited for those three. The thing with they, they Might Be Giants is 40 years and still going daily. And mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of fans, I don't think it's necessarily 
I don't like this. I, didn't, I, I I'm not saying putting words in their mouth, but I think a lot of it is I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed, you know, like, yeah. like, uh, you, especially with the internet, you're like, when, when it was CDs or tapes, you could listen to it over and over and you could dig into it and, and consume it sl- slowly. Now it's like, what's this one? What's this one? What's this one? So, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's five new ones, you know, <laughs> Yeah. what am I going to do now? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm betting that a lot of people that came into the band later probably don't have songs memorized on the level that like you and I might just right. from, like listening to Apollo 18 like a bajillion times or whatever. Right. Um, or quote or quoting stuff in your daily life and not rem- mm-hmm. for 30 years and not remembering it was actually from They Might Be Giants, you know, like <laughs> so Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dial song I think that's a good segue into uh, the the weirdness that is the kind of birth of this song. And when I say birth, I'm talking about Freebirds Rebirth. Now, hmm. people are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because um, this is one of the deepest of deep cuts, a dial song only song that got recorded two separate times by Flans. Freebirds Rebirth and... Uh, a version two, one you can find on the bootleg Power of Dial a Song one, and version two is on Power of Dial a Song two. Um, and it's it's weird. Well, okay, before I even play these, had you heard these before I sent them to you? I had. I when you sent them to me, I had remembered them only simply because uh, I looked up this on the wiki at some point the the song we're talking about and it said it's the same song and i went oh sure enough you know so yeah and the um i mean like when you go to i blame you the only trivia point is this song has the same tune as free birds rebirth but features different lyrics now this is the same tune i it's i mean it's down to almost identical chord progressions and and we could talk about that in a minute but i'm gonna go ahead and drop in uh i'll drop in version one of free birds rebirth right here dear people to a story so sad about a poor boy who never This one kind of sticks with you a little bit also because the title is just so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, and and I'll, I'll just go ahead and throw in version two right here too. It's a little more uh, clear. And this one is uh, keyboards instead of guitar. Listen, dear people, to a story so sad about But she broke the chain 
versions of Freebird's re- rebirth as as a song like by itself what are your thoughts on this you know i am a massive skinnard fan so um so it, it right away it uh it, it echoes <laughs> for me because like it's got yeah. the word freebird in it so um <laughs> though they have it as two words freebird is just one word right the song the you are song? probably right yeah mm. i didn't catch that yeah so that was curious. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of the um, another great EP track, "Welcome to the Jungle," not I, being a Guns N' Roses cover, right? <laughs> Fantastic. Also on this EP, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It man, this is a great EP. It is. Um, uh, maybe Freebird is two words. Let's see. Is there an official? Okay, on the official Leonard Skinner channel, it does say Freebird as two words. Two I don't words. Know why I always thought it was one. Okay, so Freebird's rebirth. Um, the lyrics are kind of about someone who's tortured by the song Freebird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm guessing it's one that was inspired by maybe people shouting Freebird at them, which still fucking happens. Someone did it, it in Indianapolis. <laughs> like, come on, people. Really? Are we still making that joke? It's like, well, it's a flood show. People who never go to concerts are at the concert because it's right. a flood show. It's still cool to yell out Freebird, right? Um yeah, listen, dear people, to a story so sad about a poor boy who never went bad. He got some chain mail, but he broke the chain. Now he must sing Freebird again and again. <laughs> and that's all the lyrics. Freebird. Um, the two, the wiki pages for Freebird's Rebirth um, and Freebird's Rebirth following uh, version two, neither of them have the... Um, guitar tabbed out they do have lyrics version one is a boy and version two is a girl the okay. uh interesting the song is about yeah i don't you know gallon <laughs> um, lad i guess yeah, yeah, right basically uh they don't have the guitar tabs but so shortly before we hopped on the call i got my guitar outs and tried to see if the chords for i blame you worked with um freebird and the answer is it's a little fuzzy because these dial-a-song ones tape speed and mm. just uh age and <laughs> whoever ripped it in the first place and how many different like versions of mp3s have been bounced down in low comp- you know in port quality to where it's it's really hard to tell um well, version one, it's almost impossible to hear the guitars. It is, but in version two, like with the keyboards and stuff, um, it sounds like it's either it's definitely in a different key. It's kind of hard to tell what key that is because it's like in between. It's definitely been warped a little bit at some point to where it's hard to tell exactly what um, the notes are. But it sounds like where, um, and we'll get to it more when we're really talking about. It, I blame you, but. Um, is in that song's in E and Freebird's Rebirth Volume Version. Do I keep saying volume? Freebird's Rebirth Version 2 sounds like it's in 
G maybe something like that. So like a little bit higher or something, but like the chords, the chords totally work. Um, are you a guitarist? Do you play anything? You no, said you played uh, saxophone. Uh, yeah, younger. at sixth grade, I uh, retired. So um, not a musician. And I'm out of tune again already. So I was messing around with this. You should tell me if it sounds right. I haven't done any on the air playing in like a long time. Before I had my covers crew, I used to do just like wing it on air if there was no covers, which was always kind of fun. But in this case, and I was kind of surprised I didn't hear this in any of the covers that we're going to hear uh, on this episode, that I didn't hear anyone kind of be like, hey, I'm this big of a fan. I mashed it up with Freebird's Rebirth. Like, I, I was expecting to hear that. Like, someone be like, I know more about Team VG than you. I'm going to throw <laughs> in the Freebird <laughs> lyrics, too. But no, no. So... Let's see. Okay, I'm going to try to bring it so I can see both of them in front of me here. So it's a pretty cool chord progression in that it's um it it's it seems like it's kind of like a typical kind of like standard mm country rockish kind of Absolutely. progression but then you get some cool stuff like some weird f sharp majors and g sharp majors where if you're in the key of e they should be f sharp minor and g sharp minor but it's, it, it's kind of cool so like in i blame you 10 miles from nowhere there's a story that's true about a fine girl and a boy just like you They fell so deeply but then fell apart uh, Oh, now they say the same words of what used to be What used to be Okay, now if I use the same chords Listen, dear people, to a story so sad about a poor boy who never went bad He got some chain mail, but he broke the chain Now he must sing Freebird again and again Again and again I mean, That sounds right, doesn't it? Yes, sounds Same excellent. chord progression, I Blame You, and then Freebird Yeah, uh, Freebird, and then you get, um, I mean, the chorus is easy Freebird is just free bird. So they're pretty much identical songs yeah. minus the lyrics. So like saying it's like, oh, it's the same tune as Freebird's Rebirth. I mean, it's the same song. Right. It it's the it's the exact same thing, just with maybe whoops, maybe uh, more more thought out lyrics, right? Right, and, and and we'll we'll get to those, but yeah. So it doesn't have like, I blame you. Doesn't have a quote unquote demo by that same title, but I would essentially say that Freebirds Rebirth is the demo for I blame you. I do, agree. Do you think that's absolutely. fair? Yeah. Yeah. I agree absolutely. Um, 
uh, <laughs> Freebird Rebirth. I just was thinking that this must be uh, his way, uh, Linnell's way of uh, talking about Particle Man. So <laughs> having to play it over and over. <laughs> he always seems so enthused. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, the Freebird's Rebirth. You, well, it's sung, it's sung by Flansburg, though. It is, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, it could be about a number sense. of songs, like, right. yeah, stuff that gets yelled to them. Um, it's funny that it got two versions, though, because, I mean, that, and again, that, that I think makes an even stronger case for it being the demo for I Blame You mm. to where Flynn's like, he's like, I'm going to try it again, a little higher fidelity, let's try changing the arrangement a little bit. And he's like, there's something here. I just don't want it to be about this dumb thing. Right. Rewrites the lyrics. And, and this is not totally unheard of. I mean... Then there's the I palindrome I thing where Flans had two completely different dial a song versions of it and then passed it off to Linnell, who did a completely different song. And right. the phrase I palindrome I is really the only thing. But but this, I mean these two Freebird things are more of a precursor to I Blame You than I palindrome I's dial a songs were to the actual I palindrome I. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and just the difference in lyrics, I think it was a brilliant move from, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't mind hearing the Freebird to a different beat, I guess, but um, the, the lyrics for uh, I Blame You just nails the, yeah. the melody, so. Yeah, I think the Freebird lyrics are, are cool in their own way, and it, it's mm-hmm. definitely something that's not, you know, <laughs> above what the, the Giants might sing about, like it's kind of right. a, you know, kind of a clever uh, way to, to, you know, spark a song um, or a funny way for someone to be, you know, tortured by a song or something like that. You know, I mean, right. <laughs> people in pain, you know, physically or psychologically for different reasons. And one is that they can't escape the song Freebird. Right. So, it, it, you know, it could have been legit, you know, they could have fleshed it out and that could have been this EP track on, on the guitar EP. Um but yeah, the lyrics for for I blame you are really unique. I think in the the TMBG canon, in that they don't have a whole lot of songs that are like straight up like this is a breakup song. Yeah. The boy is blaming the a, girl for being heartbroken, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a hurting song. It's a country music hurting song. If yeah. if they might be giants had one, here it is. You know, so. Um, and also, it's in three four, which is also fairly rare. Of course, the wiki has it has it tagged as such. Okay, so the tag is not in four four, not in common time. So in three four, according to the wiki, at least, and some people will get weird about how, what you define as three four and what you define as six eight. All has to do with the eighth notes, people. But um, oh yeah, are they listing? I blame you as a six eight song. Hmm. Yeah, they are. I don't know. As a former band person, do you have any thoughts on this? Is it a three four song or a six eight song? I I uh, I didn't pay attention in band. I I was <laughs> I was sitting behind the clarinet. So. <laughs> Uh, three, uh, so in three, four, they own the wiki only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
10 songs, only 10 out of the 900, uh, <laughs> t- 10 songs in 3-4, all right? And s- notable ones would be uh, Spacesuit, uh, Wait to Actually Yeah No, off of Book, uh, when it rains, it snows. Those would be some of the bigger ones. Okay. Um, and then there's some more obscure ones. And then six eight. I mean, my big go-to if I'm talking about the name of a giant song, six eight would be Museum of Idiots. Um, End of the rope. I mean, there's a lot more here. Dead is six eight. Um, yeah. I don't know. I always thought of this in three four. Uh. Hmm. I want to have Kai Pfeiffer chime in on this and call call in and leave a voicemail on this <laughs> he thinks. Because I'm going to say 3-4. The wiki is saying 6-8, but I'm going to say 3-4. It's a swung 3-4. And really, I think it more has to do with the tempo than anything when it comes to this situation just because it's so slow. Because one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I mean, if you're going one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six. I mean, six, eight is a duple meter where three, four is a triple meter. So, I mean, that's that's the big difference. I mean, six, eight, a duple meter in that you can conduct it in two. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. When I... Think of something in 6-8, if I'm trying to explain it to people that don't know much about time signatures, like you can you can sway to it comfortably, comfortably like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, where if you try to sway to I blame you, it's just way too <laughs> slow uh, to do Not that. Not a lot of swaying. Not a lot of swaying. It's too slow. Um, so it's got a swung eighth, which makes it a little hairier as far as telling them apart, but I'm going to say it's 3-4. Anyway, um, hmm, the wiki, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say 3-4. Anyway, it's uh, either way, it's not in 4-4. Four, four. So as far as most pop and rock bands go, mm. uh, that already makes it kind of a, a, a rare beast. Um, and even in 6-8, there's only like maybe 20 songs here or something. Um, and they do some stuff in other meters, but... Um, most of their songs are in 4-4. I mean, most rock bands... Most songs are, are yeah. ...are in 4-4. Like, you know, unless you're talking about, you know, prog stuff or whatever, you know, bands that really go for that kind of thing. Um, so that makes it kind of unique. It's a 3-4 ballad country breakup song. Like, right. it's, it's it really sticks out in a cool way. I I think that goes back to, you know, have I ever taken a break from uh, that you asked before? I think the, their volumes are so large that um, you could grow with the band. So, yeah. you know, and, and this is one, you know, how many breakups has They Might Be Giants gotten, you know, uh, people through? Oh, you, you mean know? the guys in the band? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, but like what I'm saying is like, you know, uh you, you could you could uh they they just talk about um love relationships i guess in in such yeah. a real way and i think that's what it you know it's something Linnell and i have always spoken a, a similar language and and uh and like i know flansburg wrote this one but i think that's why i didn't ever really take a break from him is I, it was just easy for me to grow with him i guess so yeah mm-hmm this song is, it's not the most 
country of Flansburg's uh, country uh, forays, you know, I'd say that would probably go to like number three or Alienations for the Rich or something like that, where he's okay. really putting on the affectation with his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's not doing that. He's not really putting on a fake country twang in this one. But just something about the chord progression and like the you know the lilting the rhythms and the kind of um, yeah the heartbreak. I mean, every genre of music has heartbreak songs. You know, yeah, yeah. all of them. You know, classical. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the time that Mozart got dumped by you know who knows yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I mean, as far as they might be giants goes, they sometimes like to mask it a little more. Where this one. It's, you know, right. uh, a story that's true about a fine girl and a boy just like you. So they fell so deeply, but then fell apart. Uh, so it's kind of like he's, for one, I don't know, he's he's either projecting his relationship stuff onto like a quote-unquote fictional couple, right? A boy just like you, like he's telling this tale. Um, but then in the choruses he's saying i blame you so it's weird it kind of goes between like it's about some other couple but then it's about him i guess that's kind of confusing that just occurred to me because he keeps saying he he dropped his car keys and crawls on the ground um nevertheless it's a breakup song and more straightforward than most of theirs where it's like about the emotional psychological distress from a breakup or a metaphor about, you know, getting injured or something, right. uh, you know, but this one's it's pretty straightforward in it's uh, a tale of woe, <laughs> romantic woe, which is brilliant in its own way, you know, just yeah. here it is, you know, I mean, that's what woe is sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to think existentially about, pain <laughs> sometimes it's yeah and again that's why it's stuck world. out it's stuck out so much like i just got my hands on a cd copy of this just i think just last year mainly for welcome to the jungle but like mm-hmm. i blame you came on and i'm like man i don't i know i had heard the song before but like i didn't hear it a lot until i had bought the ep and was actually you know putting the cd and you know ripped the cd on to my hard drive so that i can have every single goddamn Digital music file they might be giants have ever had clogging up my laptop. I was gonna say, I um, <laughs> so many songs, they're pretty much the only uh, you know, music files that still live on my laptop is they might be giant stuff. Just got to be ready to throw them into an episode. But I blame you, really stuck out just as like, like it could be another band, but I don't, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But it's like they do all these genre uh, experiments and stuff like that. But the one thing that they really don't do is like sounding like a regular band doing a breakup song, like right. a good breakup song. You know, it's kind of weird and it's a uh, normalcy. And that's one of the reasons I want, like, going through your list of songs, you're like, gosh, there's not much left, you know? But, uh, I saw this one and I I jumped on it pretty fat. Like yes, because it is. Uh, I feel exactly the way you are talking, and I've always felt this way about this song. Is it is so normal, you know? And in that 
when you know the Johns, you're like, this is brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. like it almost makes it more in your face, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's really unique in uh, that it's not as bizarre as most of their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, I mean, coming right after Welcome to the Jungle and before moving to the sun. <laughs> and Welcome to the Jungle really probably is in my top 15 They Might Be Giants song. So, um, amazing. Yeah. So, that, that one was so fun to cover for uh purple toupee you know we're mm. listed as the skeletons but that's me and kai pfeiffer oh okay and then, okay, okay. And then our wives <laughs> oh. so Kara's singing like the alto part essentially and, and uh, margie his uh wife is singing the higher soprano type part and she's a music teacher she's got a great voice um, right. but yeah i'm playing the drums um it's just a floor tom and a snare with two uh mallets Jesus and Mary Chain style. And then mm-hmm. uh, that that was kind of the idea is that we do it in like a Psycho Candy type uh, okay. style. And so I'm playing most of the more obnoxious guitars and Kai's playing bass and, and some additional guitars. And and then we, we did all the music and then the ladies did all the vocals. That one was super fun to cover. I was obsessed with that song at the yeah. time. And we're going to get that crew on. You know, we should do that soon. The Skeletons crew, Kai and yeah. his wife and Kara, and we'll and we're gonna do that episode. Um, but yeah, I blame you sitting in between Welcome to the Jungle and Moving to the Sun. <laughs> like, what is this normal song? But it's so good. Yeah, it's so good, and you know, uh, you it it fits well. It fits well with They Might Be Giants, and it fits well. You know, if you just want to cry in your beer for a while, and <laughs> yeah. um, you know throw some Waylon Jennings in behind it, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and the other unique thing besides the uh, three, four, and I'm sticking to it, is uh, the instrumentation, you know, it's accordion, guitar, you know, no uh, percussion or anything crazy, but it does have a dulcimer on it, mm-hmm. which I think this is the only They Might Be Giant song to feature a dulcimer, and at least at least this kind of dulcimer, I th- because I believe there was a hammered dulcimer on um, Am I Awake? And I did that episode like three years ago. Was it a sample or was it actually a hammered dulcimer? Oh, no. Actually, it was some sort of weird dulcimer-like old ancient instrument. Like, that was one of those things where it was like the mink car version of older where they're like, hey, we found this really weird thing and we're going to play right. it. But as far as dulcimer goes... You can't even click on it on the wiki. You know, you can click on accordion and it tells you what an accordion is and has a list of songs that feature the accordion, which is a lot, you know, and you can click on guitar, but you cannot click on dulcimer. Um, And in this case, it's an Appalachian dulcimer. I sent you a link to that. Have you ever seen one of those? I, I, I have seen one. I'm not an expert on, but... I mean, I, what I've seen of it is exactly what it is, is this Appalachia, don't get no more country than this, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so a hammered dulcimer, it, they tend to be in like a weird, like trapezoidal type shape, um, you know, almost a pyramid type shape, mostly because like the high strings are shorter than the long strings, right? So the strings get longer and longer as they go. It's kind of a triangular shape. And you hit them with these mallets that are weighted on the end so they can kind of bounce off of them. 
Um, I got a similar type effect on the uh, uh, she's actual size cover I did, but that was using a mandolin and bouncing a screwdriver handle end off of the strings because <laughs> I don't own a hammer dulcimer. But um, a this Appalachian dulcimer is is more simple. It's usually like three, four strings tops um, on a body that can be some kind of different shapes. I mean, the, the, the typical one and the one you see here in the picture on Wikipedia, um, it's kind of a, almost like a slimmed hourglass type shape. Like it has like, or like if you took uh, the body of an acoustic guitar and just stre- stretched it out, cause it's yeah. got like a little, it, it bumps and then it bumps again at the bottom. Anyway. And it has, well, the one on the Wikipedia has heart-shaped holes, uh, sound holes on it, which is adorable. And that actually is fairly common to see like that for whatever reason. But you'd play it across your lap, kind of like if you'd seen someone play a lap steel. Like you hold it across your lap and you strum it like that. You're not holding it under your arm, uh, at least not typically. And it's made to be played open strings kind of like uh, open tuning kind of like a lap steel so you're not like fretting it with your fingertips um you've got you know a slide well either you're you're pressing down with just one finger and strumming like that and moving up and down the frets or you can use a slide i've seen people use a slide as well um so it tends to be kind of an introductory string instrument i mean it's got its cool own sort of tone but it's, a, it's an instrument that you'll see music teachers play who maybe, you know, have a piano focus or a vocal focus and um, they want some string instruments to play. You know, they might pick up the ukulele or they might pick up a dulcimer. Um, I think ukuleles are more popular these days with young uh, music teachers. But dulcimers used to be, like I used to see them at music ed conferences and stuff like that because teachers would be like, well, I want to do this folk song. doesn't sound quite right on the piano. I'll get a dulcimer. Um the limitations being that since it's open tuning, it whatever the tuning is to, you know, if you're tuning it to a major tuning, every single fret makes a major chord. Now, the way that I Blame You is written, this works out perfectly because the only minor chord is that C minor. And like I was said a long time ago, back when I was playing the guitar, uh, the F sharp and G sharp, where you would expect them to be minor in the key of E, he makes them major, but that makes it even easier to play the dulcimer along with it because every chord on there, at least the easy way to play it, is a major chord. Just everything's major. Um, so it, it was a good choice for, you know, to put the dulcimer on. And it gives it this cool, uh, this cool kind of unique string sound. It definitely has its own kind of sound to it. Like when you were listening to this song way back when, or, I mean, maybe you wouldn't remember that, but in preparing for this episode, like, did you, did that stick out to you that when that comes in on the second verse, uh, as hearing something different, or I don't know, maybe, maybe you saw that it said Dulcimer on the, uh, the wiki. Yeah, I, I'd never, now I notice it, of course, (laughs) every time, but I, I didn't, you know, and, but leave it to the Johns to go to a yard sale and buy an instrument and put it on a, right. you know, on a song. And um, uh, this is great news. You know, now I have a whole new perspective on a great song. So 
Um, <laughs> I did. So I kind of went down a little rabbit hole with, with this dulcimer because I got fascinated by it. Um, oh, yeah? They, uh, so um, I was kind of going, uh, Mike Clemmer is his name. He, he, uh, he makes them. He quit his job as a salesman and started making these dulcimers, and they're, they're gorgeous. Um, their claim is, is it's an American instrument um inspired by um maybe some uh european instruments but uh they couldn't get guitars across the appalachians so the shape and build of this would made it a little more sturdy that's their story yeah they're also much smaller typically yeah you know like you might see one that i mean maybe about as long as just like the neck of the guitar you know like yeah. they're maybe just like just two on your feet lap. and change long. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right right across your lap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, how did you come across this guy? Mike Clemmer? Uh, Mike Clemmer. Mike C-L-E-M-M-E-R. Is, is okay, thing, here it, we go. Yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful dulcimers. And uh, um, apparently there's not a lot of learning curve to it. Um you know exactly why um, a lot of people pick it up um music teachers that are that don't yeah. play the guitar yeah they're they're fun yeah and you'll see them like kind of like you'll see like cigarette box guitars mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah Is yeah that, um, absolutely those are almost more like dulcimers because they typically have three or four strings to an open tuning and yet you would just fret across they're I mean, they're pretty much a dulcimer, really, is a more accurate thing to call them. They just have more of, like, a body and then a neck, whereas a dulcimer, the body stretches the whole length of the neck. I guess that's a better way to describe it, right? The body is, like, the whole thing, and then it has just the little headstock with the tuning yeah. pegs up above it. Yeah, I'm looking at this guy's website. These are beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All sorts of different sound holes on these. they got, like, butterflies and yeah. uh, leaves. Oh, there's like a Dobro, like a steel resonator one. Man, got some cool stuff out here. Yeah, I'm hooked. So, you gonna get one? <laughs> I I might have to. I I need a musical career. So I need to resurrect my my uh, musical career here. It's been a while. They're fun, and I mean for folk music, I mean you can play a lot of songs with yeah. three three chords, three four chords. Yeah. Shop our store. A new shopping experience is on the way. The yeah. store is like under construction here. What's going on, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine it takes him quite a while to make one of these. You know, I'm. Yeah. I, you know, so I, I'm guessing. Uh, I imagine he's back ordered. So just a guess, but yeah, just seems like it would take forever to make one of those. Yeah, you're probably talking about. I mean, I guess it depends how f- much full time he is doing that, but he's probably spending like two to four weeks on one of them. Yeah. Are we ready to move on to the next section? We've covered the chord progression, the arrangement, uh, the lyrics. Well, okay. One more thing about the lyrics. Did you look at the interpretation? I Sam, did. On I blame you. <laughs> I did. Um. <laughs> Do you want to, do you want to tell people what we've found in the interpretations? Well, uh, the one that stuck <laughs> out is uh, the one where he killed her. 
um, getting back yeah. to it. He drops his car keys because he had to take her out of the trunk. Why mm-hmm. would he have his car keys out anyway? You know, um, to me, it just like <laughs> it took away like trying to think wh- uh, which one of them says or both of them says, don't think too hard about our, you know, yeah, they're we'll talking know, to this here, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're talking to this guy. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're taken away from the whole thing. You know, like it's a painful song and, it, and it's supposed to be, you know, and painful and, uh, in an emotional way, not in yeah. a murderous way. This is, I mean, the Johns get dark, but this is that, this is a different level of thing. I, I really think that's beyond what they would put into lyrics. Right. I mean, yeah. there's been murdering in songs of theirs before, of course. But, but I don't. Something about this this person's interpretation is different. Like reading into it so literally as, yeah, a, taking someone out of a trunk. It really just seems like a, a, a line that they would not cross with their right. lyrics. Yeah. So well, then okay. So then, is there anything in particular you make of? Those lines, like the imagery or what he get in front, he drops his car keys and crawls on the ground, finds her old hair comb she'd wear into town. Well, no, I like I say, it's to me, it's it's just a good hurting song, you know. And mm-hmm. and he's fumbling, he fumbles his keys and just like shit, there I go again. You know, I drop my keys and mm-hmm. what well, what else could go wrong? Oh, here's her comb that she wore to town. Bitch, Can't bear to you know? keep it or throw it away. Yeah, right. I, 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 I think the key there, um, I think the key line is the can't bear to keep it or throw it mm-hmm. away. I don't think it's the dropping of the car keys. Right. The comb, like, it doesn't even have to be a comb. Like, any anything from a breakup, right, you come across this thing, you thought you'd given uh, her all of her stuff back, you know, come get your shit. Yeah. Um, right. But then you find the, you find this one thing. And you're just in this emotional turmoil where, like, you, you know, I mean, obviously they say, I blame you, right? Um, right? Where you're hurt, but, like, also you still kind of want, you miss that, right? I, You don't want to keep it, but you also can't bring yourself to yeah, you, throw it in the trash. You just, you invest, so much, especially the long-term one in the relationships, you invest so much. And then... You you're a you're a human for that you're you're this type of human for that time and then instantly that human dies and you have to and it's just hard to yeah at least until the next one comes along then you can throw right. the comb away <laughs> right yeah take that comb or the or the comb gets thrown away for you one of the two I don't so. need you anymore yeah yeah who's is this yeah uh, <laughs> that's mine yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, with that, let's let's move on. This song has not been played live, unfortunately. It's another one of those where I just mentioned this on the uh, talking about the Spine Surfs Alone with Sophie McKenna, which, as of us talking, will be out in a day or two. Okay. Um, we talked about um, "I'm All You Can Think About," and that hadn't been played live. And pretty much, you know, I brought up the point that if it gets on an EP. You're probably not going to hear it in a right. concert, uh, for whatever reason. Which is unfortunate reason. because their EPs are some of my favorite albums. So, like, you know, yeah, yeah, like uh, "Welcome to the Jungle," never been played. 
moving to the sun, never been played. So yeah, like I said, I mean, unless it's the single, right? The guitar, um, is the only one that's been played live on this EP. Right. Nuts. Silly. I don't know. Yeah. It's a great song. So never been played live and probably never will be. I mean, we would need to start some major petition to get something like I blame you to be played live. Like Flans probably doesn't even remember that song. (laughs) I mean, he definitely wouldn't remember the chords. I know they like bringing that up. Uh, Speaking of the Freebird, I one time I saw them, there was this obnoxious guy standing up front screaming, Constellation, Constellation. Flansburg finally said, <laughs> Will you shut up? We don't know the words of that song anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> also unfortunate that I mean, that might be my f- absolute favorite Flans song. Yeah. And I think it actually may inspire a, a, a Patreon episode idea that I had that I could just crank out one night on my own about, uh, regrets with scoring or like rescoring kind of yeah. like uh pitchfork did a while back like rescoring I, songs because constellation came on pretty early in the podcast it was in like the 20s or something maybe even earlier it was the first episode i did with adam gorin and i feel like i should have given that a 10 like i love that song but i feel like i was holding back at the time um but as i look back you know someone noted uh, noted that I have not given a Flansburg song a 10. I've only given seven tens, eight tens. So okay. like, I'm pretty stingy with them, but they're all Linnell leads. Right. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm the asshole. Like, I mean, with Constellation, such a good song, but it I is. Digress. Um, and I, I, it's, yeah. all in all, it's probably in the end, my number one, they might be giant song. Like, of course you go back and forth constantly, but at the, in the end, if I, it usually rises yeah. to the top, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, we're on to the cover section then. And the first one we're going to play uh, is Brooke Pridemore. And Brooke was on uh, the Purple Toupee compilation. Oh. Brooke had to be mm-hmm. the unique one to be like, can I do a monopuff song? Sure. Poison Flowers. Why not? And so Brooke here, this uh, predates the Purple to Pay comp. This is a They Pay Tribute comp put by uh, put together by Adam Rivera. Um, this was a Kickstarter-only compilation. This one only was on CD. Adam never put it up on streaming. Some of the artists themselves have put their own on streaming. Uh, but if you want to hear They Pay Tribute, I think Adam Rivera still, you know, he could be easily found in the uh, fandoms and on Facebook he might still have copies of this first one on CD. You should grab one. Um, but for now, you're going to hear, because uh, I have the CD, I have the file of it on my computer. Let's listen to Brooke Pridemore playing I Blame You. Ten miles from nowhere There's a story that's true About a fine girl And a boy just like you They fell so deeply But they fell apart Now they say the same words Of what used to be What used to be 
blame you And yeah, Brooke has been on the show um, before. Man, the show's been going for so long. I just can't remember anything. What episode? Oh, do not forsake me. Brooke was on the Oh, do not forsake me episode. There we go. So what did you think of Brooke's version of I Blame You? Um, I liked it. Uh, I, I did like all these versions. Again, Brooke is such a super fan where it's like, gotta do these obscure ones, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't think, I don't think they would ever be like, oh, I'm gonna cover Anna Ng for this cup. <laughs> no, no, it's gotta be I blame you, and it's it's great. I mean, the arrangement is simple, stays fairly true, um, but is very well done. And yeah, Brooke does a lot of um, great original music too. BrookePrideMore.bandcamp.com. Brooke, you should be back on the show sometime. And um, Brooke is, I believe, going to be on the upcoming comp as well. Not sure what song. Moving on to L Plays Music. Uh, L Plays Music, this dude's name is Lawrence. I'm, I feel like I knew his last name at some point and have forgotten. But let's listen to L Plays Music on YouTube. Uh, do I Blame You? <laughs> you think of this one accordion and guitar okay yeah um kind of very throwback to they might be giants in the beginning you know just very cool i liked his i liked his uh the way he blended his voices stuff like mm-hmm. that so yeah yeah the harmonies were maybe a little crunchy at times mm-hmm. the, the, he tried to layer a lot of harmonies there and there i mean to, to i mean it's it sounds it sounds good. There's just a little bit of wobbliness with the with the, with the harmonies. If the music teacher is going to come yeah. out in me, but uh, I always enjoy Elle's, uh covers because the split screen is fun. Um, and I've I've been tempted to do that kind of thing. I just don't have the time for the visual elements. Like I will right. multi track multi track audio all day. I just don't have the patience to like put the camera on me a million times and like pretend to play along with my own thing right. or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the accordion playing is great. The guitar is there. The, uh, it's, it's very faithful and, um, very well done. So that's L plays music on, uh, YouTube. And this was part of a, uh, a theme music group. I think these people, I've never been a part wow. of it. People that do Jeez, like, let's sorry. all do a theme. Let's all do the theme this year is, or the theme this week is breakup songs. That's right. too broad of a theme. But anyway, this is a perfect song to pick in the Mike Giants canon for reasons that we talked about extensively. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, next up, Record Collector 6 on YouTube. <laughs> Here's another multi-screen one. This one, so charming. People should look up for this one. Record Collector 06 uh, numerals. Let's listen to this one. fine boy and a girl just like you they fell so deeply but then fell apart now they say the same words of what used to be what used to be I blame you I blame you I blame you Thoughts? Wow. Um, he's uh, intense, you know. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> it's that teen intensity. This guy's yeah, young. Yeah, very young. Um, they had to take a lot of time. Uh, and uh, it's it's raw, but it's it's nice. Yeah, yeah, the audio from what people are hearing, yeah, they might be like, well, you know, and I will say that it's three or four covers hit the cutting room floor when I was picking these. I did not expect to see so many I Blame You covers. Clearly a loved deep cut. Um, But this one made the cut because of the visuals as much as the audio. Now this right. this kid, he's very young, but he owns like a million instruments. You can see like there's a drum set behind him. It doesn't get played in this song. There's a drum set there. There's hanging on the wall. There's several guitars. I think there's more than one bass. Um, and he's got, you know, keyboard in here, keyboard, guitar. And then he needs to invest in some studio headphones. Really is what he needs to do. Right. He's got like the he's Apple got the earbuds. earbuds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, the intensity that he looks at the camera, he really <laughs> put some time into this, took it seriously. And I think I think it sounds good. There there's a charm to it and Uranus, yeah. Um, but I I I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, he's A plus. <laughs> and then someone in the comments here, someone by the name of J one two three poop commented. <laughs> wow, you love this band, huh? And then they said, my favorite, whatever uh, this person's name is. I clicked over to the uh, channel and the about section in the description just has an exclamation point. So I do not know who this, what his name is. Um, but moving ahead. Now, Rachel Gale and G-A-I-L-L-L. Or maybe she's Rachel Gale, the Gale the second on YouTube. Uh, doing some accordion. Uh, let's check it out.
part two. And oddly split into two, <laughs> two, two videos. Well, I don't know why she didn't just re-record it. Before. Well, if you look <laughs> at it, yeah, I, I'm trying to find when this was. It was. This is an old video. This is yeah. Um, 2008. 2008. Yeah. So, so I don't know if that's all the power she had, or. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand that, like, oh, I'll just throw it into, like, iMovie and splice them together right. so nobody knows. She, she just recorded it yeah. again. I love that. She's like, whoops. Like, I mean, I don't know what happened there. Stopped recording mid-playing. And then she starts up part two. Anyway, again, charming. Also, fan, the video yeah. quality. The video quality. Charming. Yeah. Like, just so gritty. Um, but it sounds great, right? And it, and it's in it's in her living room, assumingly. Like it's just uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, I like. I it. love accordion covers. Yeah, and L had accordion on his his cover too. This one though, again, it's so much longer ago. Um, thrown down a TMBG cover, singing an accordion. It's just you hear about so many people that pick up the accordion because of they might be giants. And I don't know if she's the same, um, but. I'm gonna leave a comment on this. I like, like, what's up? I used your cover on the podcast. We'll right. see. You know, is she still active on YouTube? Will she ever see this? I don't know. Um, but hey, your cover's awesome, and it's getting some, some airtime. Yeah, I hope she's not like, oh my gosh, I, I forgot about that. You know, I thought I deleted that account. But. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should rip it off of YouTube <laughs> first before yeah. she deletes it. I had that happen once where when my, my episode buffer was so far ahead <laughs> that I was editing like a month after I recorded. And at some point between recording and editing, a song disappeared. I'm just like, what? And right. I managed to track down the person who did it and they sent it to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I managed to get it back because it was a really good one. I'm blanking right. on what song it was, but I know it was some really weird, I mean, cool, like weird take on a song. Anyway, um, yeah, so moving on, the last one is Marshall B. I'm Marshall B, and I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. So this one I saved for last um, for reasons that will become obvious. So here it is. B, how about that? I, I'm hooked. I, I will. I'll be listening to this one again. Yeah, 
This one takes some chances, and I think they all paid off mightily. This one is by far the the furthest from the original. Uh-huh. Um, for one, it puts it into four four. <laughs> okay. So three four Turns six eight rock. debate. It's a three four six eight debate out the window. This one's just four four, right? Right. Gets that backbeat in there, that rock beat, loud guitars, synthesizers, stylophone. Um, Oddly yeah. enough, it turns it into a rock song. So yeah, sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if like you know, like they might be giants when they did like there's Black Ops and there's like Black Ops alternate version where they just like <laughs> rock it out harder. That's like this right. is like if they did that to this song. Yeah, love it. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I haven't checked out anything else from their channel, but it has me really. Uh, Marshall Brooks is looks looks like is their name has me um, inspired to search for more. Actually, I'm looking out here right now. I wonder if there's a chance that I have played this person before. Uh, it doesn't look like. No, none of the other. Things on their YouTube channel are they might be Giants covers. Just this one. And this one's from 11 years ago. This one's old, too. Okay. Yeah. 2012. Nice. Has a thousand views. It deserves it. It's uh, not completely lost in the in the fray. Yeah. So that is all. Uh, that's all the covers we're going to play. I did find a few more that were just, like, pretty simple or not as well recorded. Um, but we're moving on to the scoring. So, what are you going to score? I blame you. Um, it's I, I, it's going to be sounding like I'm being pretty hard on it, but I'm going to get a five point nine five. Whoa! Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah, five point nine five. Um, well, in, wow! Explain yourself. Well, sir, it, it's it's um, <laughs> it, it's it's I I'm scoring pretty high, hard because I got to be hard on them somehow, you know, with the uh, um, I don't have a lot of tens in in my life, so um, I, I guess <laughs> in your life in general. Yeah, I guess uh, you know <laughs> we talked about consolation, and they'll need a crane. Maybe yeah. maybe you're getting in the nine point eights there and stuff like that. But um, uh, when you're talking, you know, if I have to give it a score, um, it's probably. And think about it this way: it's probably my second favorite song on an EP. Uh, next to not not counting the guitar, um, you know, but so sure the non-album really, cuts. Yeah, really, it's a, the third my third favorite song on this EP. So, so yeah, I think that's where I'm getting at is is uh, that they just have volumes and volumes and volumes of music. I had to give it a score of some kind, you know. So mm-hmm. it's a muddled yeah. middle for me. So wow, okay, man, I'm not used to having a guest go that much more harshly than I because uh, I'm the one to typically do that where it's like oh this is cool about this song oh this is this unique thing this is different oh this is neat four no yeah, <laughs> yeah. four point oh and- uh, <laughs> you don't you know you don't have to score all of them man you could just give them all tens right <laughs> here's the no, thing no, that's, that's fair that's fair yeah, the thing with They Might Be Giants is it's hard for me to piece out a song because to me their albums are a unit of work together. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say this one song because you you take one of their songs and you're like, if you just played it and this was the only song you heard, you're like, uh, I don't like it. But when you put it together with 
it belongs in Apollo 18. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. So that's how I look mm-hmm. at it, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that puts the EP tracks at an advantage then, though. Or it's it at a disadvantage then, though, because they they're only sandwiched in a hand between a handful of songs, right? And right. I mean, this is a strong EP. Um, I mean, the guitar is a, a great track. It's not my favorite Apollo track, but it's a fantastic track. Sure. Um, but I mean, Welcome to the Jungle we discussed is amazing. Uh, Moving to the Sun is a weird little nugget that's fun too. Um, very solid EP. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing to take into account. Um, so then a song, so then like an album, like the else that is not one of your favorites. Does that mean like if you were going in and scoring those songs that they would all get dinged for, for that? (laughs) No. How is, how is that fair to the captain? How is that fair? Yeah. I I guess. Yeah. Um, God, the else was the else was strong though um you know yeah, you got the message yeah mm-hmm. yeah i've heard it plenty of times uh, it, it it is a good song but or a good album but <laughs> but uh they'll work on it <laughs> yeah i mean i'd probably still say it's my favorite okay second favorite album of theirs for this century. Okay. Right? If we're going to split it up between, you know, 80s, 90s, and then 2000s, 2010s, and we're in the 20s. Yeah. Minkar would be the top of the heap there, and then the else. And then after that, I don't know, maybe Nanobots. Yeah, um, and Minkar was amazing. And, and like I say, it might just be the sign of the times a book was is for me, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what am I giving I Blame You? I'm going higher than you. I mean, I gave... You know, I get when I had Jake Fogelnest on to do a horse with no name, their cover of a horse with no name. I gave that a six, which really, as I mentioned in the episode, is higher than I would rank the actual song A Horse with No Name. That got <laughs> extra points just because of the crazy way that they uh, did it. But I mean, I blame you, it was definitely higher than that. I think I'm going to go 6.7 is where I'm going. Because right. it's creeping up towards seven, then you're getting stuff like, well, again, you haven't heard the "Good to Be Alive" episode. So, "Good to Be Alive," Flan's song, great song. I gave that seven point two, so I think this has to be a little bit below that, and it might be losing some points mostly because I just haven't lived with it as long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, the song didn't really see, sink in until like last year when I actually bought the CD of it and listened to it a bunch. Made me appreciate it. But 6.7, I think, is a good spot for that right now. It's a great, unique track in its normal C. Like, <laughs> I think it's how I said it and, before. And it's, it's cool it's breakup funny. song. It's funny for me to be uh, going on this episode talking about a Flansburg song, because usually I do gravitate towards Linnell songs. So, um, like I say, I'm an introvert, you know, and... and uh, um, kind of Linnell speaks to you yeah. yeah we're we're the same guy you know when it comes to <laughs> to work <Yeah>. so <laughs> so mm-hmm. but i love flans and you know you guys always talk uh one of your guests said something about uh Linnell having all these songs in a basement if it wasn't for flansburg and uh right and yeah. i think all of us introverts have just gravitate towards we got to have our extrovert friends and relationships uh yeah you know pull us out and enjoy life you know so 
the duality of the Johns. Yeah, they just yeah. they, they complement each other perfectly, and the American Giants would not be the same without them. You know, yeah, Monopuff's good, Linnell's solo stuff's good, but together they are a mighty beast. Yeah. And with that, we're to the plug section. What do you want to tell the people about tractors? Yeah, I don't have much. <laughs> Those aren't very interesting. I don't have much interesting. Um, you know, uh, if you want to go over to, uh, I, I'm a adaptive sports, adaptive sports coach, uh, adaptive basketball, um, kind of like special oh. Olympics. So, oh wow. If you want to check out on Facebook, uh, my my team, the Northeast Coyotes. Um, well, you know, go over there, give them a, give them a like, um, they enjoy, they get pretty excited over a like. So if anybody out there wants to give them a like, they get pretty excited. So, um, very cool. The Northeast Coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, back to the rural situation, special Olympics isn't, uh, doesn't have the means special olympics is an amazing amazing incredible organization but uh we just don't have any presence out here in in such a rural area so we kind of made our own uh adaptive sports type stuff so cool wow that's awesome yeah yeah that's that's about all i got going on otherwise i'm just a boring average joe so yeah do you want people to find you on social media yourself or anything yeah uh just it's craig parker um wait did you say greg parker (laughs) yeah (laughs) unfortunately that's called a callback people yeah i uh pros (laughs) i uh just opened up my facebook and noticed that i'm wearing the same shirt so maybe (laughs) i just haven't changed it since then so (laughs) i don't think we're friends on facebook uh are we I don't think so. Where are you? Yeah. Colorado. Yeah, it's a there picture of my wife. That's actually Spain. So her and I. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. Aro. We're in Aro, Spain. Yep. Can tell by the, uh, <laughs> the rustic stonework. Yeah, the, the wine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. We're wine folks, so... Um, so Spain really hit us good. So yeah, yeah, that's a good spot for that. Cool. And people can find this might be a podcast all over the place. Uh, send me uh, voicemails about uh, time signatures. What yeah. is the, and and agree with me that the song is in three four two two four eight zero one two nine three zero. Call me up or uh, leave uh, send an email to this might be a pod at gmail. Uh, you can support me on Patreon. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Look out for information about the new compilation that I have forced myself to be ready to announce when this episode drops. So, um, maybe doing pre-orders on this might be a podcast up and camp by now, or else just, you know, look on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram for more info, uh, about that. That wasn't recorded a month ago. (laughs) So yeah, Craig. Thanks for being on. Thanks for being. Oh my uh, gosh! Thank you so much. This is patient. Fun. Yeah, man, that was a blast. Yeah. Finds her old hair comb. into town. Can't bear to keep it or throw it away. Gets back down on his knees, puts it back where it lay. Where it lay